Hello to all of you. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, and welcome to my podcast that we're calling uh, TMI, The Motivation Inside. Hope you guys have been enjoying these weekly podcasts. I have a super uh, important and special guest this week. Again, our topics are about dealing with the many faces of success, but also dealing with failure uh, and understanding that each of us in many different fields over many different perspectives have a greatness inside. It takes a lot of hard work and intense focus to achieve success, and we know that road is winding, uh, but our podcast is about how you, yourself, can become super successful. TMI is the place to ask anything, share anything. You can email us at podcast at skybridgeinsights.com. And just to remind everybody out there, I am uh, the host of Wall Street Week, the iconic TV show with Gary Kaminsky, that it's on Fox Business on Friday nights at 8 p.m. We also replay it on Fox Business at 9 a.m. And then again on Sunday. And I'm also a CEO or co-managing partner of an investment firm called Skybridge Capital. Uh, I'm about to introduce you to somebody. Uh, before I do so, I just want to again remind people that this is the atypical Wall Street sort of stuff. Uh, I'm talking to you today with a suit on, uh, but pref preferably I'd like to be in my uh, cargo pants. Uh, I'm going to get into that right away with my next guest. This is about finding the warrior within. Yes, you heard me right how to find the fighting spirit, the very spirit you need to create and achieve success. Uh, you know, I had it because of where I came from, the way I saw my dad and my family members work. Uh, my, my upbringing wasn't uh, uh, anything more than a middle class one, uh, but it certainly got me very motivated. I want to talk to Rick Boomer Reger about his upbringing. Uh, please welcome him to TMI, the great professional mixed martial arts championship fighter. Rick, thank you so much for joining me on TMI. Uh, how did you find out about TMI? Oh, no. First off, you know, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's, it's an honor to be able to, to talk with you guys. Thank you. I, look, it's super honor for us. And right now, you're proving both of my sons wrong. So it's a big shout-out to my two sons, <laughs> AJ. And, and I got yeah. three sons, but the two-year-old doesn't know who you are. The two older ones know who you are, and they're like, there's no way you got Rick coming on your podcast, Dad. So, Rick, thank you for What's proving up, guys? me right. What's up, guys? I'm right here on the podcast. All right, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. so, so tell us your story. Tell us how you got started. Tell us, tell us how you decided to go into uh, MMA. Well, you know, it, it it's a crazy it's a crazy story, but it's it, it's a typical story, you know. Um one thing that I've uh, that I've learned in these uh, 20 years of living, 29 years of living, you know, is that uh, everybody has a story and it just it, realistically it's just how you apply yourself to to overcoming the adversity. You know, everybody faces obstacles. I, I you know I had I had a rough upbringing, I'm not going to lie, you know. Um had a single parent raising me and my, my mom was always working and uh but pretty much for the most part you know she I raised myself and put myself out there and and uh I mean she, she's always been there to support me I'm not saying she wasn't there but I, I was definitely one of those kids that had to touch that boiling pot to make sure it was still hot you know so, I, so I learned you got, my lesson you got yourself into a lot on. of trouble then huh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, man, you know, to be honest, it's just, yeah, I was a hands-on learner. So I, I put myself out there, got into some trouble here and there, and 
had to learn a few lessons twice before I figured it out, you know, but, um, but like I said, it's all, it's all about overcoming these obstacles, you know, facing these, facing adversity. What I've learned is build character. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely helped mold me into the man I am today. So, so, so Rick, when did it click in for you that you could do something as magnificent as what you've done in your life? So I was always involved in sports growing up, you know, that, that crazy lifestyle that I'm talking about, it was, it was so much, somewhat of a, a double lifestyle, kind of a split personality thing, you know, um, I uh, played sports. I was, uh, I was always, I always did well in school, but I always found myself out, you know, in, in involved in not, not, not the best things and involved in the street activity and whatnot. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of just used my athleticism to, to kind of pull myself away from that lifestyle. You know, I've been fighting here and there in the streets for years and, I had a buddy tell me, he said, you know, you know, I was probably 19, 18 or 19 years old. And he tells me, he's like, why don't you, why don't you try to get paid, man? You know, I come down to the gym and we, uh, we, we get some first, first they kind of shied away from it. They're like, you know, you're a new guy. We don't want to put you in the ring and have you sparring. And so I get in there and, and drop a few cats, you know, and then all of a sudden they're like, man, you should, you should try to make this a career. You, you you got you got some significant tattoos, my brother. What's that all about? Tell me. <laughs> Thank you. When did you get started well, on man, the tattoos just, and why? So you know, I got my first tattoo. Got my first one about twelve years old. Uh, I don't condone it. Young kids don't go out and get tattoos. They can spend a long time trying to fix them and cover them up. So you, but uh, yeah, I got my first one young. And uh, I've been uh, I've been addicted ever since, man. I definitely, I, you know, I look at it like this: you're a walking billboard. You know, this is one investment that doesn't lose value. Is there? So is I, there love to, one, I love to. Is there one piece of art on your body that you find to be the most significant? Yeah, definitely. I have a portrait of uh, my great grandparents. I got it when my grandma passed away. It's on their wedding day. Um, that blasted on my ribs, man. Most painful tattoo I ever got, but it holds, it, you know, holds dear value to me. It uh, reminds me of them every day. Well, that 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 that's awesome. Do you do you feel that these tattoos instill some fear in your opponents? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I, I think that uh, I think to some people, it, it, tattoos definitely can be intimidating for sure. Um. I don't really look at it like that. I look at it as artwork. So I don't, I don't, you know, there's always that, that old traditional outlook on, on ink work, you know, they're like, Oh, it's, it's a uh, prison things and gang things. And, but, um, realistically, you know, my, mine are just all expressions of, of emotion pretty much different times in my life and things that I was going through. All right. I love it. So let, let's talk a little bit about growing up. So what led you to the MMA? You fight in the street. Somebody told you. Yeah, to be honest, somebody you told know, you could get paid. But give me the give me this backstory. Well, well, I I, I did grow, growing up. I boxed mm -hmm. uh, too down at CYC with uh, Carl Sherrock and Terry Lee. Sure. Um, and uh, you know that that kind of was was what paved the way. You know I, that led me into to doing jujitsu over with Caesar Gracie and Pleasant Hill and 
and those are you know just those 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 are a couple things that just they stuck and they never they never left you know throughout throughout my uh, my childhood and growing up and but then me being involved in sports um I went through I went through high school you know I was doing really well earned a I was about to earn a partial scholarship into college and I uh, ruptured my calf my senior year and I just man it was one of those things you know facing adversity and I, I let it cripple me and that that's part of the reason too why I feel the way I feel and I, I face things the way I face it because I went through that that experience and I let it get the best of me and it, and it's kind of haunted me ever since honestly and that's part of the reason why I won't make that mistake again. All right. So what did you learn from you know, that? I, if you could talk to the younger version of yourself, what would you say to the younger version of you? Uh, don't be so scared to fail that you don't try to succeed. Amen. I want you to say that you again. Know, to, I want you to say that again. Don't be so scared to fail that you don't try to succeed. Amen. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's one of the central things about TMI is we try to tell the people that are listening in to us that you got to go for things in life. You can't worry about the failure. You're going to bounce, right? You ruptured your calf. You came back. Look at where you are today. I want to. I want to. Yeah, start. no, and, and that's the truth. Yeah, it, it it's something we really got to tell all the young people in our lives, Rick. So, so let me ask you about bullying, though. What's your philosophy there? Oh man, you know it. it it's crazy because. Now, some people are going to disagree with me on this, but you know, I I feel like I feel like um, it, it is a big problem. I'm not saying it's not. It is a big problem, but also too, people are shying away from teaching their kids. You know, because and granted, yes, it's wrong to bully. It's wrong, but uh, you got to instill this into your children at a young age. It's wrong to bully, but also you got to stand up for yourself. Did you? Did you? Know? you and, did and you I ever face really any important. bullying yourself, Rick? Oh man, you know what? The sixth grade coming into middle school, uh, I wore the wrong color jersey to school, man, and I got into a fight every day for about two weeks straight. <laughs> you know. Um, but you had to fight back, so, though, so right? I, I mean, so that that I mean, this could be well, one of the reasons why you're in such great shape, right? So, 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 what was well, the lesson yeah, there? <laughs> um, the lesson was is sometimes things are out of your hands, okay, and and. Yes, there is bullies out there, but you you acknowledging that and not doing nothing about it isn't going to change that fact. So, teach your kids to defend themselves, teach them self discipline, but also teach them when to use it. Right, right. So they they need to use it in a way that's defensive and not offensive. Right? Isn't that the message well, of martial arts? I mean, it is. Yes, definitely. It's like one of the things that I promote with our youth self self defense classes is yes, we're, we're teaching these kids self defense. But we're, we're teaching these kids self-confidence. Right, That's exactly. what we're installing in these kids. Because, yeah, I'm, tell, I'm showing you how to do these punching combos and kicks and takedowns and submissions. But also, too, though, you, you have to know, hey, this, this isn't so that you can run out and go pick on some kid and, and, you know, hurt him for his toys or hurt him for, you know, just so you can be the cool kid in school. No, this is, this is just something for you to know and for you to feel better about yourself. Right, exactly. And God forbid if you need it, you got those tools to defend yourself, right? I mean, that's ultimately uh, uh, something that we want to have everybody be empowered with. Um, let me ask you this. Your, fa- your grandfather gave you the name, the nickname Boomer. Is that correct? Yes, sir. How, how did that yes, come sir. about? Why, why did he name you Boomer? Oh, man, it's, it's a funny story. Uh, I used to, I, I spent a lot of my childhood with my with my great-grandfather growing up, and uh, I used to terrorize you, you know, my grandpa and my grandma. 
I was a little wild child, but I used to just run around crazy around their house and just destroy stuff and break stuff and fall down and, you know, grow. Basically, what it went about was he was trying to, to, to get me to walk and run and, and play, and I would always fall, you know, and he would go boom, and he would, you know, talk me, talk me up, try to get me back up and get me going again. So it just stuck from there on. Do you, do you, do you think that uh, wearing Boomer Nation on those fighting pants of yours scares anybody? Uh, you know what? I don't know if it scares them, but I know that they know I mean business. <laughs> tell you that much. It's I motivated for you, right? You know, I, it's gotta hey, make, I, I train my ass off, so. Right. It's got to make you think of your grandfather every time you put the shorts on, though, right? Oh, every single time, man. It, you know, they this was, I grew up without too many male role models in my life, you know, and that's definitely one that um, that was the most meaningful for me and had the most impact on my life. I, I, I love it. This is a straight-up question from my 23-year-old son who prides himself in working out and 26 pull-ups and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and, and the kid's in great shape, but he says, Dad, there's nobody in shape like Rick Boomer, okay? So, so this is a straight-up question from him about your workout routine away from fighting. So tell us a little bit about it. Tell us what you go through. Tell us how you eat. Give us a little bit of advice. Yeah, I'm, I'm very strict on myself. I'm, I'm very strict. That's, that's, the key, that's the key component to my dieting, to my, to my workout regimens, to my lifestyle. You know, I don't really look at it like, hey, I train in MMA, so I, so I have to look good. No, I'm not training to look good. I'm training to compete well. I'm training to, 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 you know, to perform well. So I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, eating healthy and, and consistency. Right, that's so the talk, most, talk I, I would say that. that Let's that's, talk about eating healthy. So, what, so what's the, what's the day, daily diet for, for you? Oh, man, you know, I don't, I don't really limit myself on how much I eat, but I, but I eat the right foods. So you're eating you know, clean, a lot of, basically. Um, Lot you're very clean eating, very clean eating. Lean meats, a lot of vegetables, egg whites. Um, shout out to one of my my favorite sponsors, Lana Egg Whites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I stay stocked up with the with the egg whites. But uh, yeah, no, I um, a lot of vegetables, a lot of greens. Um, I eat very clean, very clean. I try to limit the the weight cut at the end of the the fight camp. You know, right. the cleaner you eat, the less weight you're gonna have to cut. That's right. just a fact. So. Right, so going into that weight cut, your attitude is try to get to that number quickly and gradually so you don't have to feel weakened going into a fight to hit the weight, right? Exactly. exactly. The less so. fat I have on my body, the better off I am. All right, so we're getting up in the morning and we're training. What are we doing? Yeah, we're waking up first thing in the morning. Uh, we're, we're blending up some egg whites and some spinach and you know, some kale, and, and then we're, we're hitting a run, at least, you know, two to five mile run. Uh, we got our first training session, which is either going to be the way that I break my training schedules down it is a grappling and a striking session every day. So we're either doing jiu-jitsu and boxing or we're doing Muay Thai and wrestling. But every day we're, we're working on getting better in, in multiple aspects of MMA. You spent a lot of time stretching? You know what? I, I've never been a big fan of stretching until recently. Until recently, growing up playing all the sports I've played, I've never, I've never really stretched. Um, 
recently I started, I don't know if it's coming with, uh, with my old age, you know, I'm almost 30, but, uh, I definitely need to stretch out every now and then, uh, or, you know, so I've definitely put, added that into my regimen. All right. Let, let me tell you something, my man, I'm 52. I need a game of Thrones stretching rack every morning just to get out of bed. Okay. So just, just you wait, okay? <laughs> just you wait. All right. So let yeah, me, I'm let looking me, forward to it. Let me ask you this. Okay. You do have to get mentally and emotionally prepared for fights like this. So take us through that. How do you get ready uh, for a fight like this? How do you get into that game face orientation or that com- competition orientation? Uh, you know, that that's one thing that's just always motivated me. Honestly, uh, it's like the fact that I'm normally an underdog, it just, it just feels that fire. So for me to click into fight mode, it's not really, it's not really that hard for me to do. It's more, it's more just something that comes naturally, you know. Um, so you feel some people you, can dunk, some people can hit home runs, and I can enter the cage fearless. All right, so you're in the cage though, and a lot of people would be scared out of their minds, but you go in there super calm. Yeah, actually, normally what happens is I take a nap in the back. Right, so I wake a, up, I warm up. <laughs> all right, so you're taking a nap beforehand, right? You sound like Ronald Reagan. That's yeah. What, that's what Ronald Reagan did before his inaugural speech. They were looking for him. He was in his hotel room. They had to wake him up and say, hey, hey, pal, you're running, you're, you're going to be president in about two hours. Can you get up and get ready? So, you, so you're cool as a <laughs> cucumber going into the cage then, huh? Yeah, you, you know what I've, what I've learned, man, is, is whether you're fighting in the streets, in the boxing ring, in the cage, rolling on the mats, whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter how great your stamina is if you let your adrenaline get the best of you. Yeah, that's, just, that's just facts, you know what I mean? Amen. You let your adrenaline get the best of you, and it's going to kill your stamina. All so right, I so do I, the best that I can do as far as just staying cool, calm, and collected. I love that, and I think that's a message for everybody listening, whether you're on television, you're in a high school exam, you're studying for the SAT, the ACT. You can never let your adrenaline get the best of you. Just detach yourself a little bit and stay calm and cool and collected. And those are those are where all the best clutch hitters in life live. I wanna I wanna switch yep. gears for a second because you have an amazing family as well. You married your high school sweetheart. You got three beautiful children, and and other than those tattoos, if I didn't see all those tattoos, I said, "Wow, this is an incredibly normal guy." So tell me about your family. Tell me about your family life. All right. Well, well, first, first, that's uh, not to burst the bubble, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, divorced. <laughs> all right. But my, but my girl, but my girlfriend is solid. My, my girlfriend is very solid, and, and she, uh, she definitely is one of those women that bring out the best in me. Um, but yeah, I have three beautiful children. You know, they definitely keep me grounded. Um, help, help me stay motivated. You know, I got crazy support. It, it, it's, it really is. It's just a beautiful thing. All the support I have from, from family, friends, and fans, it's just overwhelming at times. But it, it makes it, it makes it to where, the, you know, the, this thing is just, it's, every day I look, I wake up looking forward to where, where my journey is going to bring me. Well, I've gone, I've gone, listen, I've gone through a divorce too. Uh, uh, so I, I hear you and I have empathy for that, but it sounds like you're doing great. You're on the right path. Uh, your family proud of you, brother? You know what, man? I, I, I really believe so. I believe so. There's, um, there's a million different ways that this could have turned out. And I definitely think that this is a turn for the best, the way that things are going and coming together. So what are you, I'm what pretty are you, proud. I'm, I'm hoping that I can make them proud as well. Yeah. 
I, I, I love I love your life story. Where do you where do you see yourself in fifteen years? Oh man, uh, hopefully hopefully still on the right side of the earth. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than that, just um, you know, I, I'm real big on my family, and I just want to be a part of that, you know in my kids' lives and enjoying their life. Like you know, one thing people don't understand, like, I spend a majority of my time with my kids, coaching them and and training them, whether it's other sports or, or, or martial arts itself. And, um, you know, I, I am one of those people that actually give back to the community. It's not really a cliche thing. I, I really do believe in the youth is our future, and I'm definitely trying to just build them up and, and invest in them as well. So hopefully within the next 15 years, to answer your question, I hope that my gym that I'm a part of is, is still successful. Uh, I hope to grow the kids self-defense class i maybe put on some seminars you know if if mma takes me to to you know keeps me at the level i'm at perfect if if not you know whatever i'll be ready for whatever journey lies ahead i i i, I love it you're you, you you've got coaching instilled in your heart and i got a lot of friends of mine that are listening to this podcast right now that are coaching their children on the weekends or during the week at different sporting events so what what philosophical lessons could you share with them based on your experience? Oh, uh, <laughs> caught me off guard with that one. Well, um, let's see. You know, I, I just want to be a part of it. Right. So as, as much as, as much as I can contribute, whether I'm the main guy or, you know, just, just along the sidelines, I want to be there to help them feel comfortable and help motivate them. Right. So, so that's, team, that's all I'm a, trying to do. I'm yeah, just exactly. trying to be it's in the picture, team. period. Yeah, it's a team It's a team approach, and it's a collaboration, basically, right? You don't have to be the star. Exactly. You, play, you, your, play your position. That's your it. Position, and whether right. that's a, in the, on that's the field or our coaching, that's all I try to do. That is, that is absolutely great advice. Play your position. You don't have to be the star, particularly in your children's lives. you got to let them become a star. What do you, be, before I let you go, what do you think of the political situation going on in the country right now? Any opinion? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, um, our our world right now is crazy. It really is. And um, it's, it's very upsetting the way that things are going. And um, I, I'm, I'm honestly somewhat scared for the future for our children. You know, and I think... Um, I think the only way to solve this equation is is to stand united with as people in general. You know, there, there's there's a million different sayings that go along with with the way that I feel. I'm not really sure how to express it uh, correctly, other than we just got to do a better job as as uh, human beings. And and but your your message is one of uh, trying to bring people together as opposed to dealing with all these divisions because. What happens is when you get the divisions, you don't get any progress. Is that fair to say? You know what? That's that's yeah, the hundred percent. That's the truth. You know, uh, and it seems it seems that that's what's more common nowadays. You know, is I understand that there's a history behind everything, but history doesn't need to necessarily repeat itself. You know, if if we're running in a circle, we're not going to make any progress. All right. Amen. Totally agree with that. You're you're. Uh, your 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 fan base is is spectacular. You've had a spectacular career. I want to wish you nothing but uh, grace and kindness and charity in your future. 
uh, you, you, you've been talking to us today about finding the warrior within. And so I want to conclude our podcast with a message to young people, Rick. Uh, Boomer, what would you say to young people? How can they find the warrior within themselves at whatever they want to do in their lives? You know, I'll start off by saying at the end of the day, no matter what you face, face it fearless. And realize that even though you have support from other people, whether it's family, friends, or anybody, fan base, whatever it is, at the end of the day, the way that you see yourself and the way that you present yourself is going to be the difference. So, so talk. So you're you're a hero. You're a hero. And talk positive you're a champion. yourself, right? Sell exactly. Talk. You're a hero. You're a champion. You can do anything you want to do. Just put your mind to it, and, and not only put your mind to it, but set yourself up with goals and, and go in the right direction to accomplish those goals. Rick, Rick, it's been amazing having you on. I hope I can get you back on uh, TMI. And the other thing is. If you get to New York, I'd love to get to dinner with you. I got a great, I got a great restaurant that I started a year ago called the Hunt and Fish Club. I promise you, really good, clean eating there. Uh, I brought John, I brought John Senna there the other night with the twins, so we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun. I'd love to get you there. I, I definitely, wanna, definitely. I, I want to thank you. I want to thank Rick Boomerega for joining TMI today, Rick. Uh, please tell all your friends. we got to get these people to subscribe to this podcast, TMI with you and me. Uh, you can follow oh, Rick. Definitely. You can follow Rick on Twitter. It's Rick, R-E-G-E-R-M-M-A. You can follow him on Instagram, Rick Rieger, 925. Rick, I want to thank you. I also want to remind everybody out there that don't forget to watch our show, Wall Street Week, on the Fox Business Channel, Friday nights at 8 p.m., Saturday at 9 a.m. and also again on Sunday. You can email us at podcast at skybridgeinsights.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Scaramucci's my handle. Uh, and Rick, again, I want to thank you. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting together with you personally. Uh, and until next time, everybody, have a prosperous week. <laughs>